0: It is the Chicago First Unlimited podcast, featuring interviews of the premier artists and industry in the Chicago music community. My name is Haima Black. I host this podcast at DynastyPodcast.com. This week, Stephen Paul Smoker of Smoker. Here's how that sounds. Haima Black here in Pilsen, and I am here with Stephen Paul Smoker of Smoker. How are you doing, man?
1: Very well. I'm fine. How are you doing, Jaime?
0: I'm good, man. It's good to have you back on the podcast. It's been a few years now, like back since the Kilo days. We were kind of talking off mic about, you know, back in the day when it was like you guys and Nether friends and uh, Loyal Divide on Kilo Records, but now you guys are in a different stage. We're going to talk about all that, but but it's been a minute, and I'm really glad to have you back on the podcast, man. So thank you for, so, for taking some time.
1: I'm very happy to be here always, yes.
0: Uh, so we have to set the mood really quick. We're here in your pad in Pilsen it's also like the the band rehearsal space and dude I mean this is like just about the sweetest man cave that you but it's also your family space but it's it's definitely a sweet amazing band it's a band cave is what it is man so I'm I'm in total like apartment loft envy right now but uh we can talk about the music but how has everything been for you man since we last had you on the podcast which has been like I said a couple years now
1: very good we uh we've being progressing as a group and also as the uh, the family smoker, yeah. uh, we have a daughter now, so um, we're we're doing very well. Things are very real. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's getting real. Uh, is your daughter performing any instruments yet? Is she in the band at this point or not yet?
1: She stands on top of her keyboard and uh, she likes to hum along to things and and dance in circles.
0: It's still a contribution for sure.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. Um, most of my demos have her squealing or <laughs> crying in the background, and even some of the songs on Manchu. If you listen close enough, you'll
0: hear. songwriting credits, yeah.
1: Because I, you know, what time do I have to to do vocals except when she's napping and then waking up from a nap and you know hanging out and reading her books or whatever.
0: No, oh, totally, man. So you emailed me. I've been seeing you around the neighborhood in Pilsen and Bridgeport uh, the last few months because you live here. I live here. But you emailed me recently about something really, really cool. As Smoker, as the band Smoker, which used to be labeled uh, Stephen Paul Smoker.
1: Yeah.
0: As Smoker, you guys are doing this project right now. It's called Manchu. And why don't you explain, so I think you'll do a better job than I will, but why don't you explain what Manchu is? Because it's not like a single record. It's this ongoing kind of freeform project, right?
1: Yeah, it's not really free form, It's very well thought out. Okay. Um, this, uh, most of the songs were recorded in Knoxville, Tennessee, where we uh, stayed for about a year, year and a half to work on this record. So we have a lot of of it finished already. Um, The way we're branding it is 24 stories, 24 songs. We're releasing them two songs a month for a year. And we're going to do four shows this year, October 30th at the Empty Bottles coming up we'll be playing, um, and and we're gonna play each quarter, and uh, we'll release two 12-song records, but we want to release these songs, just get them out there. We really feel like uh, people are gonna pay more attention to songs that so they might not if they put on a full-length record, you know? And we want to bring full attention to all of our the songs on this, because it's not really a record It's individual songs based on individual stories with different voices, you know, different people with different voices of their own, so the songs take on different voices. And instead of pigeonholing myself into making a record and having the whole record sound a certain way, I'm really freeing the band up to focus on a song and go anywhere we want to stylistically in order to tell the individual story of that song.
0: So, you just gave me a lot that I want to ask about, so I'm going to kind of move through sure, these things. Sorry. No, 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 that's awesome. Sorry, sorry, that's sorry. that's great. That's great. So I'm going to move through sure. these things kind of bit by bit. Uh, let's start with, you know, the actual body of work. You were talking about, I think you said, Tennessee? So are all of the songs that are going to be released through this project over the next year, are those all already recorded and written?
1: No. Uh, we're actually uh, writing at an incredible rate right now. So there's new songs, some um, that we're getting ready to record and new songs that, were, you know, didn't even exist a few months ago. So uh, we're really open to the writing process. We're trying to do as much work as possible because we feel like, um, well, I didn't feel like it was fair to come in with full songs and a full record already written and recorded and just, you know, handing that to the band and being like, here are your parts or whatever
0: right, in right.
1: order to keep uh, the passion alive you have to open up brand new ideas, a little riff and a tune or yeah. whatever and try and, and, and connect those things. Make it collaborative. Absolutely.
0: So the other thing I wanted to ask about, so okay, songs are not all written. You're talking about releasing two songs and I know that the process already started. I know that the September um, songs, the two songs are already out. I think October maybe hasn't hit just yet as of when we're speaking for this podcast. But where was the impetus to release two songs at a time? Because I know you said you think that that's going to deliver better to people and reach people better more so than a you know, 12 or 14-song record, and I don't necessarily disagree with that. I think the time we're in right now, a smaller batch regularly is more digestible. But kind of where did that idea first come from for you?
1: Really the freedom to do and release music any way I wanted to. Um, yeah. The implosion of Kilo Records... It's- Freed us up to really make our own reality, release music as quickly or as slowly as we want to, and um, you know do everything in house, which is a destroyer to some bands, would just <laughs> totally you know bomb and fail because you know a lot a lot of bands need a label to be able to push them forward.
0: They need the structure.
1: They need that structure. They need so I mean we're a very small band um and we're always looking for somebody that's going to help us with a step up but we can and are doing everything ourselves um as far as the whole recording process as far as the promotion of, of the the band and yeah you know, as far as getting a hold of you and you know sure absolutely man we're out there you know we're doing it all ourselves so it's all sort of interconnected with us having a passion to make excellent music and just keep putting it out there.
0: So I know it's maybe relatively early in the life cycle of this album, in that like only you know two batches of songs have come out yet, or one's about to come out. But is this way working better for you guys so far versus the traditional kind of like? I mean, Kila wasn't maybe a traditional label. I think they were doing a lot of cool work, but mm-hmm. but you know the label side of things putting out the traditional like 12 or 14 song record is this already working better for you guys this far in
1: too early to say Uh, i (laughs) think i think um you know uh, the hope with this project is that it will grow it will snowball into something bigger and we consider these songs to be released but it's not outside the realm of reason for a label to be able to repackage that and release a record and to have 24 songs to pick from is is great, you know? And to have a band that's ready to go on the road and, and really push to make the, you know, you know, get these songs out to everybody. Um, so that, that is the, the hope and the goal. Um, and we have response, we have good response from people that are that have been listening to the two songs and are excited, new fans that are excited mm-hmm. about what's coming up next. So we're very hopeful, but it is still very early. <laughs>
0: And you said that you're going to, over the course of the next year, release two actual records of yeah. like 12 songs each as well, right?
1: Correct. Yeah, Yeah, and that's going to be difficult to, you know, uh, I guess something I'm, I'm, uh, I've always been a little sensitive about is having a cohesive record, having a record that works as a body of work. So we're kind of off, have gone off the event horizon and into new territory where You you will listen if you were to listen to Manchu from beginning to end twenty four songs straight it would have no structure at all it would be like quantum physics in action you know just popping in and out of their own realities or just being themselves and going wherever they want to not really delving or connecting to each other but being their own story together in a record.
0: I think that that is the pull quote, man. You know, the quantum physics bit. You should put that on the front of the physical maybe. album. I
1: physics, but it'll work. <laughs> yeah.
0: okay. It's a bit like quantum physics, absolutely. Uh, you know, so we're on the track now for. Uh, I think the October songs are about to come out yeah. shortly. Like, and, and I think maybe by the time this podcast hits, they'll already be out. How far along in the process are you? Do you already have like the November songs written, recorded, or kind of what's your runway at this point?
1: Yeah, we have October and November um, ready. Uh, they're being mastered, um, and we're just basically uh, working on as m- uh, on having as much new material ready to record. And if that doesn't happen, we have over twenty songs from Knoxville to choose from and pull, and you know do the overdubs for and release at our at our leisure. So, yeah. It's going well. I think we have time. <laughs> no, no, no,
0: man. And I'm not trying to like. I'm not trying to help my college professor side so come out and be like, "Are you sure. hitting your deadlines? Are you sure?" Yeah. So that's not where I'm at. <laughs> closer, really. I'm like, please closer, check with your advisor. I don't care.
1: Yeah. We don't care. Yeah. We're, we're just putting out music. And honestly, even if we have a deadline and we don't meet it, you know, how many people are like, "Oh, I'm really upset that I wasn't able to find this record a day before." You you know whatever.
0: You guys are in charge of it. Absolutely. You're not answering anybody else. Um, are you guys mastering yourselves at all? Just like front to back DIY or?
1: No. We uh, for October we had Paul Guglies, um do the mixing. He came in and and did some engineering with us. Normally all the mixing is done by our bass player Evan DePue, but we wanted to have a space where we could be fully creative and not have to worry about him pe- pressing record all the time. So. He did that, I think we'll use him a few more times for this project, he did an awesome job. And all the mastering is being done by Peter Andriatis of uh, All City Mastering. And he did, he's done all of our work actually. (laughs) He's done Ripe Fruit, um, Violent Sun, Violent Fun, and and, uh, an EP called Neon Green, so.
0: How long has, you know, Smoker as a musical project been active? now you know because I've known about you know since it was mm-hmm. called Stephen Paul Smoker I've known yeah. about you guys for a few years but how long has this project kind of been in effect
1: how long have we been in effect <laughs> four like four years, years maybe yeah, maybe getting close to five I don't know yeah. yeah it's been it's been close to five years
0: I think somewhere in that neighborhood do you guys you know do you feel you know more confident more self assured at this point you kind of know what the process is I mean it, it looks like that because you guys yeah. are doing it independently like did all of your experience leading up to this allow you the freedom to kind of move forward in the fashion that you're doing right now
1: yeah i always take the long view and i can cons- i consider us to be a slow burner i feel like bands that r- try really to release um, or you know really hard to release their uh pivotal record before five years of being together and sort of walking through the mud together is naive. And it's really starting, at least in my own personal opinion of who I am as an artist, it would have been naive for me to try and do something like that or even claim that I was writing music that was worth being heard by everybody. (laughs) Um, But now I really feel like coming up on five years, that's sort of the learning curve that bands go through where they're like, okay, now we know definitely not what, what not to do, but we know what we want to do and how we want to move forward doing it.
0: Well, that's going to kind of be my next question is like what at this point in the process, you know, at this point in your career, mm-hmm. you know, and with the band, what do you know not to do? Moving forward with this, like when you came up with the idea for this particular project, what were you like, man, we already did that. We already know that that thing didn't work. Let's make sure we don't do this.
1: Yeah, stop. <laughs> That's pretty much it. Don't stop. And, uh, you know, try not to second guess ourselves with what we're doing. Just keep keep plugging away because, um, you know, if you make a mistake down the road, unless it's an astronomical one, you're not really going to remember and neither will other people. So, you know, just trying try new things and, and trying to, you know, stay... Uh, at this pace, releasing music, and opening ourselves up to new opportunities.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, when all is said and done, and I would love to check in a year from now mm-hmm. when everything is released and kind of do a, you know, Alpha and Omega bookend discussion sure. to this, but you know, I know it's kind of hard to project that far, but when all this is done and all the music is out and the, and the project is completed in the form you're envisioning where it's two songs every month, sure. you know, what do you hope people take away from this experience from this body of work or what do you want people to to kind of get from these songs
1: uh well i want them to fall in love with the songs and play them in their cars or while they're riding their bicycles or whatever they're doing and just really attach themselves to the band and make the songs their own and then wonder what we're doing next and take you know as much attention pay as much attention to what we're doing as possible because um like I said we're a slow burner we're going to be doing music for a long time and we feel like Manchu is the first step to opening ourselves up to people who will, will help us in a more traditional sense get us on the road and and uh help us release a record you know we'd love to be on a on a nice label that's really going to push us out there
0: yeah well you know what man I really I I fervently believe that you know, like you're kind of talking about the artists that kind of pop up out of nowhere overnight that just have this enormous kind of impact those artists usually don't last very long and you know, you're talking about the slow burner kind of approach and I've seen that work over and over again where the bands Mm -hmm. that are kind of in it for the long haul Mm -hmm. and aren't worried about like, we have to be successful by this Saturday or else it's not worth doing but are like, we've got a five year plan, we've got a ten year plan, those are the ones who are able to kind of make a career out of this and I think Mm-hmm. If I'm reading you right, that sounds like it's the real goal.
1: That is the plan. Yeah. yeah. I, I was at the coffee shop, uh, Jackalope, the mm-hmm. other day. Uh, when I saw you after you left, I was talking. We were listening to this amazing record by th- this guy named Steve Gunn, and I loved it. I was, and I had no, I had no idea who he was until that day. Um, so I was talking to the other barista, and he's like, "Yeah, he's been around for nine years, Been touring and doing this for nine years." slow burning and doing the same thing and he's he's making music that is just something that really inspired me and that i attached to right away was really my style and i love being able to find a band like that and to hear that information that he's been doing it for that long is hopeful for me and not a not something that makes me feel discouraged as a you know oh, four-year-old yeah, band it really makes me feel good about what i'm doing because uh, i think we're doing it the right way
0: Absolutely, man. I think so, too. Um, I love what I've heard so far of the project. I'm really looking forward to hearing the entire body of work. And for real, let's check in a year from now, do like a follow-up interview at the end of this album's um, release cycle Mm -hmm. and kind of like get your take on it from there. And, you know, we'll put up this podcast again and have everybody be able to kind of like take them in together, man. Uh, Stephen Paul Smoker, thank you so much, man, for taking some time. Uh, It's been way too long since we had you on, so let's make sure we do this a year from now so we don't wait much longer. Thank you, man.
1: Thank you very much. I'm looking forward to that. Okay. Yes,
0: yeah, so I will see you there. This has been the Chicagoverse Unlimited Podcast. Thanks to Stephen Paul Smoker of Smoker for being on the show this week. You can find more Dynasty Podcasts at DynastyPodcast.com. For the Dynamic Dynasty, my name is Haima Black, Dynasty Descend.